This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Check us out right from your TV. Can you see us? No. Audio. It's an audio show. Come on, folks. What do you think? (laughs) Ah, whatever's in the future. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, do that. Check us out from your TV. Bell, Channel 49. And Kojiko, Ontario. Look for us on Channel 596. Visit ami.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald. We are the hosts of Kelly and Company. And Kels, on the third Tuesday of the month, we've been um, offered some very nice, insightful conversations with our friend Young Wang, uh, who's here again with some more thoughtful discussion. So, Young, today, I want to get right into it because there's a lot of interesting things we want to get to. We're discussing the connections um, and kind of the, the weaving in and out between the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, which is very re- recent, Albert Camus, and two of your Nicaraguan friends. So as we go down this, uh, you know, outline of our conversation today, we'll get to how these three different um, uh, aspects interlock with each other. So let's start with your feelings about the Queen and her passing, shall we? Oh, sure. <laughs> First of all, good afternoon to you, Good Ms. afternoon. Kelly. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I was quite sad at her passing because um, uh, she served her country so well for so long. And it's really amazing that um, it seemed she never made a mistake uh, during those major turning points of history in her times, like World War II or Cold War, the fading of the British Empire. So she... Uh, was a symbol of uh, unity, um, stability, and nobility. So I think those qualities are, you know, what we really need in the leaders of today's world. Um, however, after I read some articles by people who did not share the same sadness, uh, because either they themselves or their ancestors uh, had suffered a lot from British colonialism. Um, colonialism, um, I realize like different people just hold different opinions uh, on public figure, and they all have their points based mm-hmm. on their own living experiences. So I do agree that um, the the queen would um, have been uh, greater if she had apologized on behalf of the monarchy for all the oppressions and um, exploitations that British Empire had inflicted upon people of other lands. You have to wonder, is some of that forthcoming? I think about her 70 years and how things were 100% different when she, uh, you know, first started on 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 the throne. And really, when you think about how things have changed to the point where there was less heard from the the royal family in getting involved in commenting on the world affairs, the, that more neutralism, neutralism that they seem to, in the last 20 years, 
especially mm-hmm. have. You wonder where that's going to go and said apologies that you see a lot of countries having the, the decency at least to say sorry for atrocities that uh, have been committed. I, I'm anxious to see if we start seeing that follow from from things like you say uh, the colonialism mm-hmm. uh, areas that that the royal family needs to say how I hold it you know what but what are your understandings of why we respect the queen well I, I mean many people respect the queen out of love so she is really like compassionate like a very nice person noble um uh, well, love is a natural thing. You cannot force it, right? So people love it out of love. Right. And some other people, yeah, so they, they if they do not, they do not. Um, like this uh, Albert Camus said, like people should not respect anybody out of fear. Like mm-hmm. the fear of uh, the consequences of not respecting. Um, yeah. So um, I really like, you know, a lot of uh, Camus thoughts. Uh, like a uh, quote, a man cannot be explained by history alone, end quote. Um, so beyond history and uh, politics, uh, we have other important things to hold on uh, to, like um, freedom, like beauty, our life. And we all need to live our lives to the fullest. Hmm. So, I, yeah, yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm still thinking of, of what, about fear and you know the understanding that i've i've had and you know you read history and yes uh, certainly there have been many monarchies around the world where where there's fear and at times uh of course the 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 the, the british monarchy um in history and i think okay is is it the love well no i don't necessarily have ever really thought about it that way either as much as the ritual the this is all i know and i think for a lot of us um, that connection that we in Canada have, it is very interesting, but it's interesting to hear a comment made of, you know, um, do we respect and care out of fear? And and I wonder how much of that is there now. It's an interesting comment. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that fear could be out of reprisal from other people. Right. It, it could be, yeah. well, how dare you? Yeah. Right. How, and, 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 and things like that. Right. It's, it's that's very fascinating. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. If you're, yeah, if you're different from other people, or if mm-hmm. you, you know, come from a different uh, cultural background, like how dare you? Right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so the, you know, you mentioned uh, Komu and the 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 quote and his perspectives, I guess, about uh, what politics can feel like. And uh, the importance of other things aside from, you know, the intimidation tactics that come with can easily come with power and authority, Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, is not always encouraged or effective um, as a whole. But now we go back to, as you said, staying present and staying in real life and how this relates back to some of your, your friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'd uh, really like to share the story of these friends, um, Tupac and Carolina. So they they came from Nicaragua, um, Central America country, and they are Trailblazers Tandem Cycling Club uh, volunteers, so captains. Uh, it's a cycling club for blind people. So mm-hmm. we sit in the back, sighted people sit in the front, so then we can ride outside. 
Um, so in, in, in the group right uh, 10 days ago, uh, I got to know about their stories, you know, more of their stories. Uh, it was interesting. Um, and and uh, by the way, so this Tupac, uh, he has a very unique uh, hairstyle, like uh, half of his head uh, was trimmed very nicely short. <laughs> the other half, like he has this long curly hair that he bundled up that day. Um, I asked him, yeah, how he and Carolina uh, met, and I got this story. <laughs> so, Remya, could you please, uh, like, uh, bring up that story for us? Absolutely. So this is something that Young wrote on Carolina and Tupac. Tupac met Carolina Carolina um, at a common friend's birthday party. At the time, Tupac was in his last year of university and Carolina was a freshman student and she had short hair, very unique to Tupac. He said it was kind of like tomboyish. They chatted, they talked about politics and they kept different opinions, but they thought the conversation to be very engaging. Tupac said he just enjoyed being with her and at the time a little bit of a crossroads Carolina had a boyfriend but Tupac expressed his love for her the second time that they met and decided that he would just wait without any pressure on Carolina but for her to decide on her own and he said that such an interesting girl deserved the wait it's like a long-term investment in happiness and his investment in time and happiness definitely paid off. It's been more than 17 years since they got together and he's never felt bored, he says. They both enjoy gourmet and cooking. Uh, recently, they bought a hot plate, some cylinders and rented a booth at a Latin American festival in Toronto, which, by the way, I attended. It was amazing. And sold Nicaraguan snacks and food that and drinks that they themselves love to uh, make and cook. They say it wasn't too profitable, but they enjoyed letting people have a taste of their homemade food. Tupac wanted to buy a trailer that could be attached to a bicycle. Then he could go around the streets of Toronto and sell delicious Nicaraguan cacao drinks during his spare time. They're also thinking of buying a drone to take pictures of buildings to be used by a software for modeling, analysis and design as they are both um, architects in their field. They have a lot of exciting ideas for their future. And at the moment, they're busy working on their first house in Canada, which is in construction. Carolina happened to be Young's captain um, at the last group ride for Trailblazers, and that was in Centre Island in Toronto. And she's a very good rider, a happy, helpful person, very pleasant to chat with, as you say, Young. And yeah, and and uh, when when we were waiting for the boat at the ferry, like someone teased her. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we always, yeah, we always hear uh, Tupac, you know, showing off his love for you, like praise you. But you never say anything about him. Why is that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so Carolina just smiled, and Tupac came out to explain. So of course that should be. Well, like it's always the bees, you know, coming to the flowers, you know, flying around flowers, never the, the other way around. Right? So, yeah, so a, a very like interesting and very kind, um, thoughtful young couple. They are. I really, yeah, I really love that. Yeah. They're uh, very, so. very kind. Now, what made you think this 
you know, what made you think of uh, their story and looping it back around to um, Como and Queen Elizabeth II's passing and everything that's going on right now in the, the atmosphere? What drew this to you in relation? What that just came to my mind. I think because they are all people who live their life to the fullest. I think that's the connection. So people all know the queen, but many of them don't even know where Nicaragua is. Mm. Not to mention, you don't know anything about the country, its people. But like, if they got the same opportunity like me to get to listen to their stories, then we can really relate to their lives, which is as vivid as our own. So, like, to me, uh, they are, like, as inspirational and uplifting as the royal legend, if not even more so, because they're real people in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing that you bring it back to that point, that personal connection that you have with Tupac and Carolina, because... So many of the stories we were hearing about the Queen, aside from everything we were learning, you know, the amazing and uh, fabulous things that she's done overall on a huge uh, radar, right, Uh, on these huge levels. Aside from that, everything we were hearing, Kelly and I were talking about it um, endlessly on the show, were personal stories, personal meetings with the Queen, how they felt that when she was talking to them... Uh, she was talking only to them. And, that- and I suspect the queen would have absolutely loved to hear their story yeah. and certainly would have loved the <laughs> the bees to, to the flowers. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That analogy, I think so. She is a flower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Young, this has been a, a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Okay. Have a good afternoon. You yeah. too. And we'll talk to you next yeah. month. Young Wang joining us on the third Tuesday of the month to to really get that insight in um, on the the stories and maybe the headlines that we've been paying attention to. But the different angles is what we appreciate. And some of those great conversations she has. Coming up next, folks, on this month's Voices segment, Mark Aflalo, a man who has many hats when working with us over here at AMI and abroad. Uh, We will get an idea of how come he has such a love of audio. We'll talk to him in just two minutes on Kelly and Company. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.